Hello and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. My name is John and I would like to thank you for clicking play wherever you clicked it at. Last Friday, we left off with the Egyptians under water. And now we're going along with the Israelites onto the promised land. And we are at Exodus chapter 15. And with this chapter, I have made it into a series. So again, we are in a series within a series. And a series that is within the series is worshiping after victory. And there will be five parts. So part five will be this Friday and we are beginning part one and this is what I like to call we worship God now to begin there I will like for you to go to Revelations chapter 19 verses 1 through 5 and I will be reading from ESV and you could go ahead and pause You can get to the place either with your device or a hard copy. All right, hopefully by now you've unpaused it and let's begin. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his saints. Once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you whose servants, you who fear him, small and great. John hears a great multitude worshiping God after he cast a judgment on the great harlot, Babylon. God judges Babylon for its persecution on his children. The multitude cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. They praise God for his justice on the wicked. The 24 elders and the living creature join the multitude to praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. The 24 elders and the living creature join the multitude to praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you whose servants, you who fear him, small and great. From this passage, we see in the future, we will worship God. We worship God today, and God expected the children of Israel to worship him. Now, when God made us, he knew what he was doing. And he knew why he made us. He made us for the purpose of worshiping him. 
Being an all-knowing God means that you know what you want. You know why you want it. And you know how you're going to get it. So how did God get what he wanted? Well, let me answer a question. What did God want from us? God wanted to work wanted us to worship him and he wanted it to be real for him to get real worship from us he had to give us will he had to give us freedom to choose of rather to worship him or not Well, it's fair to say that when we've been going through Exodus, we've been with the Israelites and we are transitioning with them. Last week, we saw the Egyptians drown in water. And as a result of what the Israelites saw, they willfully worshipped God. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 1, it says, the Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Now, we were made to worship God in whatever we do. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Offer ourselves as living sacrifices unto the Lord. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, I want us to see what is worship. Worship is obedience. And in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. With Exodus 20, it's where the Ten Commandments are at. And so we read the first few of them and we see that they all have to do with our relationship with God it has to do with our obedience towards him 
So we can see that from the word that worship is obedience. And we see that throughout the word. In 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 says, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying in the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of the rams. Worship is also offering all of ourselves. We do that out of the act of obedience. And there are two verses that I like to show that worshiping Lord is offering all of ourselves. In second Tim I mean second Samuel chapter six verse sixteen. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 28, this is the parable about the Good Samaritan. And we are at the end of it. And behold, a Lord stood up to put him to a test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So actually, this was at the beginning of it. So we see that with the Gospel Luke, and with the Old Testament Samuel that both David and Jesus reveals that the way that we worship God is that we worship God with all of ourselves. David did that with leaping and dancing and Jesus tells the lawyer that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I've already mentioned about the Ten Commandments, where the first half of the Ten Commandments has to deal with our love for God, and the other half has to deal with our love for our neighbors. And so, to sum up what obedience is from what we saw with the Word so far, I mean, worship, to see what worship is. Worship is obedience, and worship is offering all of ourselves. And when I began Exodus chapter 15, verse 1, we saw that then the Moses, the Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. They were worshiping God. They were worshiping God with this lyric. I will sing to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord. Only true worshipers of God can sing to the Lord. In John chapter 4 verses 23 through 24 says, 
But the hour is coming and is now here. And when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. True worshipers of God worship him in spirit. We must be born of the spirit because God's children has the spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says, The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Going back to John chapter 4 verses 23 through 24. True worshipers of God worship him in truth. In John chapter 16 verse 13, Jesus tells his disciples in the upper room, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it tells on how we are to receive that truth daily. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. The way that we renew our mind daily is by studying the Word. If we are true worshipers of God, then along with worshiping in spirit, we will worship Him in truth. The Holy Spirit will guide us in the truth, but it will not make us to receive the truth. In our souls, we have to decide if we're going to live our lives in the flesh to be conformed by this world, or are we going to live our life in the spirit by renewing our mind daily. That way, we can see what is of God and what is not. The things that is of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. Now, I want to talk more about the spirit. And I want to talk about when we are filled with the Spirit. This is what happens. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17 through 18 says, We continually drink the Spirit. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, an alcoholic does not stop drinking after one sip. It doesn't even stop drinking after it is drunk, but it continues to drink. Now, when it comes to spirit, that we should not only just receive the spirit by being born of the spirit, but we should be continuing to be filled with the spirit. And that is by having our soul follow the spirit. The Word is our guide for that. And this is what the Word says on how we continuously to be filled with the Spirit. We address one another with song, with spiritual songs. With that, we will make melody to the Lord with our hearts. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You see, 
worshiping Lord is not just external, but it's internal. It comes from our heart. We make melody to the Lord with our hearts. And we spread that melody to others when we are dressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And going back to Exodus chapter 15, verse 1, where it talks about, you know, why they were praising the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. They were worshiping the Lord after victory. We can worship the Lord because we have victory by the blood of Jesus. His blood paid the price for our sins. So we are no longer children of wrath. But we are his children. Our spirit bears witness with the spirit that we are children of God. We are victorious and we will continue to be victorious. And we see that in Revelations chapter 19 verses 11 through 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, the one sitting on it, is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his hem are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, are following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus will slay the wicked. He will triumph over evil completely. And we see that in Revelation chapter 9, verses 17 through 21. This is the scene of Armageddon. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun. And with a loud voice, he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead, Come, gather for the great supper of God, to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse against his army. And that beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who in its presence had done the signs, but which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast, and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into a lake of fire that burns with sulfur, 
and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse. And all the birds were gorged with their flesh. On judgment day, Jesus will cast the wicked into the lake of fire. And those who did not have their names written in the book of life. We worship God because he is the creator of all things. Therefore, we were made to worship God. He gave us the will to decide whether or not we are going to worship him. The Israelites also had that will. After God delivered them from their enemies, they decided they were going to worship the Lord. They worshiped the Lord with their hearts. So, with all the things of the world, why do we worship God? Well, I've already mentioned that we worship God because He is the creator of all things. And I want us to see what the Word says about that. In Revelation chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, John sees heaven's throne room. He sees the four living creatures and the 24 elders worship God. And this is how they worshiped him. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by you will they exist and were created. John sees the four living creatures and twenty-four elders worshiping Jesus. Day and night, the four living creatures sing, He is holy. He is all-powerful. He is being referred as who was, which means he came, who is, which means he sits on his throne next to the right side of his father, and who is to come, which means he will return to complete his victory over sin and death. After the four living creatures sing their part, the twenty-four elders join them, and by laying their crowns before him, they praise God for creating all things. We worship God because He is the creator of all things. And in the Word, you will see that He's given life to all. Therefore, we worship God. In part two of worshiping after victory, we will look at Exodus chapter 15, verses 2 through 6. And that's what I like to call God is power. I hope that you enjoyed the 
first part of this series that is within a series. And I look forward to going onward with worshiping after victory. May God bless you and hopefully we will see each other in heaven.